How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Welcome to the Gospel According to with Ryan and Mike, a conversation designed to explore what makes the gospel good news in various books and topics of the Bible. On today's episode, Ryan and Mike will explore what makes the gospel good news. This word gospel is used so frequently in modern language that we may have lost its original meaning. How can the news of a kingdom be good news in a world of oppression? Hey Mike, so I'm really excited because I get to talk to you today about the gospel. But I'm a preacher, you're a preacher. We use the word gospel all the time. It's a word we hear all the time. It's a word we read all the time. It's a word that I feel as though may have lost its meaning. So let's go back to scriptures and let's talk about what is the gospel. Yeah, this this is a passion point for me and something that's just so important. Um, I find one of the most helpful places to start uh, and to center in on when it comes to understanding what is the gospel itself is Isaiah. Uh, there's a there's a very succinct and yet comprehensive. Um, summary of the gospel in Isaiah 52. Um, and it's, it's, the, the context is on the other side of exile. Here's, here's this message, right? And so Isaiah says, how lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. That's our word gospel, who announces peace and brings good news or gospel of happiness, who announces salvation and says to Zion, your God reigns. And so if you can see this picture, imagine, um, the, the mountains of Judea, and you look out across the mountains, and all of a sudden you see this messenger running. Right? He's bringing this, this announcement, this, this good news, and, he's, and it's a, a message of peace, it's a message of happiness, it's a message of salvation, and the message is this, your God reigns. No longer are you under the, the, the lordship of these evil powers, the Babylonians, the Assyrians, these, the, these other dominions, but it's God's reign that you live under now. And so most broadly, at the, at the highest level, the gospel is the royal proclamation of the promised kingdom of God, that God is coming to reign. So here in Isaiah 52, verse 7, the reign of God is presented as the good news. You know, quite succinctly, your God reigns. And as you said more fully there, it is the promised reign of God realized in Jesus. But why is that good news? Because, I mean, you know, I, I'm an American. I'm a, I, I like democracy here. Whenever I hear of someone coming to reign, that scares me a little bit. Why is that good news? Well, understand what's, what's meant by God's reign. Um, understanding that the kingdom of God uh, is, is, a, is a broad phrase that was used in the days of Jesus and his earliest disciples. And it became this sort of shorthand for all the purposes of God, all the promises of God revealed in Scripture. And so the picture is essentially that the scriptures envisioned this age in which God restoring his reign over all things meant that the corrupting, oppressing, enslaving powers that have dominated the world, they would be overthrown. And God's people would know salvation and redemption and a rescue from those enslaving powers. And that God, through his Messiah, and through the power of his spirit, would usher in an age of justice and righteousness, joy, peace, um, flourishing, fullness of life, and, and you see humanity living and reigning with God, realizing his purpose in creation from before, before the foundation of the world. Um, and so when you think about that picture, why, why is that good news? I mean, one, 
that taps into the deepest longings of our heart. You, you think about, uh, again, our deepest desires, our deepest longings, our purest longings and desires, and we cry out for justice. We, we want what is right. We, we, we long for peace. We're, we're striving for peace. We're striving for flourishing, right? Sometimes we get distracted by other visions of flourishing, um, but, but that's, what we're, that's what we're striving after. And you think about it on, an, on another level. Um, you, you, you think about it at a, at a political level. In, in our country, we're a democracy. Um, every elected official, what's he essentially promise? He or she essentially promising that if you elect them, that they'll bring justice and peace and flourishing. You think about the, the hope of any election, right? No matter who is going to come in, you know, the, the hope, the implicit hope is that we're going to finally have justice and joy and peace and flourishing. And, and um, the gospel, like the biblical gospel claims, that's a false gospel, um, that, that those are, uh, that, that only true justice, true joy, true peace, true shalom, true flourishing, that only happens when, when God reigns. So that's good news. Absolutely. You know, we're here speaking at the end of 2020, and this has been a year full of bad news. You've had the pandemic, we've had societal unrest, there's been racial injustice, all of the chaos with the election. And you take each of those has brought bad news. And yet the reign of God is bringing us the greatest and the best news of all. Because when God comes to reign, he is fulfilling his promises. When God comes to reign, he is making right the world. When God comes to reign, he's bringing peace rather than chaos. And so that's what we see in the promised reign of God. So this is a grand vision that we see here. When does this when is this fulfilled in the biblical narrative? Isaiah is talking here about 700 years before Jesus. When do we see this promise fulfilled? It's in Jesus. Or, or Paul could sum up the gospel in a word, in, in the word Christ, right? It's ultimately in Jesus of Nazareth that these promises reach their focal point, their fulfillment. Jesus of Nazareth himself is God come to reign. And we see this in his preaching. He went around proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, um, Mark 1 tells us, he, he, he sums up his message by the, the, the time is at hand, the, the, the kingdom of, uh, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is near, repent and believe in this good news. You see it in his healing. Um, he went around casting out demons and he said, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. That means that all these other powers, sin and death, Satan behind all this, um, he's losing his grip when, when God comes to reign. Um, we see this very powerfully in his death. His, his taking on our sin um, renders powerless him who has the power over death. Or, or as John, as we see in John's gospel, now judgment, when I'm lifted up, now judgment is upon the world. Now the ruler of this world is being cast down. That's God's kingdom coming. We see it in his resurrection, signifying death has lost its power base through, when, when sin was defeated. We see this when God exalts Jesus to his right hand to sit and reign at his right hand in the midst of his enemies. Um, and, and we see this in, in his return, the, 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 the final fulfillment of all these promises when he returns to judge evil, condemn evil, fully rescue his people out of this present evil age and, and hand over the kingdom to the Father. And so putting all this together most fully, the gospel is the royal proclamation that Jesus is the Messiah and Lord who is bringing the kingdom of God. And he does this in his life, his death, his resurrection, his reign, and his return. So we're going to be 
starting our conversation about revelation. How does revelation relate to the gospel? Well, it's it's helped me a lot to, to understand how this gospel message would have landed in the first century because Rome had their own gospel, their own euangelion. They they used this word as a as royal propaganda or almost a political slogan that just like we have this hope implicit in our elections, when Augustus came to power, it was euangelion, justice, joy, peace, all those things. And they used the same language, Savior, Lord, Son of God, all that. So, so uh, that gospel met the biblical gospel that we hold up and that we proclaim. And when um, the proponents of this false gospel call the followers of Jesus to, to pledge their allegiance to Lord Caesar, they refuse and say, no, Lord Christ. And that's where the rubber meets the road. And that's where you see pressure and persecution and all sorts of temptations and pressures that they're that they're facing, and that's exactly where Revelation meets us, right in the middle of that war and that that conflict, the the decision to give your allegiance to Lord Caesar or the decision to give your allegiance to Lord Christ, the Lamb. Um, so that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there's so much there, and I can tell it's something you're so yeah. passionate about. And you know, this is good news. And this is what we get to see as we go through the Bible narrative is good news, is the fact that God is reigning. We no longer have to live under the reign of sin and death, but we get to live under the reign of a good God who through Jesus has begun to fulfill the kingdom and continues to bring it out. As you have told me many times, the kingdom has come and is coming. And when we continue to proclaim the royal proclamation of the gospel, we even get to continue to bring about the kingdom of God in this world. So Mike, let's bring this conversation to a quick close. Yeah. What is the gospel? The gospel is the royal proclamation that Jesus is the Messiah and Lord who is bringing the kingdom of God in his life, his death, his resurrection, his reign, and his return. You could distill that even even more into just saying your God reigns. And that is good news. Thanks for listening to the Gospel According to podcast. If you have any questions about what you heard today, please send us a voice message. We would really love to hear from you. Next time, we will be starting a brand new season, The Gospel According to Revelation. Don't miss an episode by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, and for all time, your God reigns. Mm-hmm.